CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to How to Survive with Danielle and Christine. We're here to help you get through the catastrophes that could kill you. Avalanches, bear attacks, knife fights. And the stuff that really keeps you up at night. Texting mishaps. Sexting mishaps. Being catfished. I'm really worried about getting osteoporosis. <gasps> Me too. My bones are like chalk. I'm getting you a glass of milk right now. Should we just play the song? Yeah, okay. Hello and welcome to How to Survive with Danielle and Christine. Hi everybody. Chris, how are you? You know what? I'm I'm hanging in there. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> it's been a lot. It's been a week. So we're gonna find out not how to survive your week. No, no, no. I'm because still that, we don't have the time for that. Oh, we don't, and you know what? I don't know if I will. So <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sadness. But hilarity also. Tonight today, it's not night. It's not yet. It's not really even afternoon. It's morning still. Yep. We're going to learn how to survive a blackout. I can't wait because no. I don't. I don't. I don't yeah. know. It's not the. It's not the drunk blackout. It's the blackout when the, you lose electricity. Have you ever had a drunk blackout? No, no. I mean, I. I don't actually even know what that is. Is a blackout? A blackout is like when you do things that you don't remember. I think, but it's, you're conscious. I think it's yeah. You get so drunk that you do things, you hurt people, maybe yeah, not maybe emotionally or physically, right? And you're like, oh, I just had sex with your best friend, right? But I did. I don't remember that. Almost yeah. sounds have like you pe- had that. No, you haven't had a blackout. No, no, no. I think I just have gotten drunk that so much that I threw up. But we're going to talk about the other kinds of blackout where you lose all electricity. And here's the interesting thing. There's so many different ways that blackouts can happen. I'm going to before I yeah. tell you how to survive a blackout, I'm going to give you a couple of instances of blackouts I can't wait. that made news and are 
history making. Dun, dun, dun. Um, for instance, this is a famous one. The New York City blackout of 1977, which was caused by a lightning strike Ooh. on a substation by the Hudson River. I know what some of those words mean. I know 1977. I don't know what a substation is. Because <laughs> I think that was like a bicentennial year. Well, 76. Okay. Well, it was really close <laughs> to a year. It was bicentennial plus one. <laughs> You've heard of 1776, right? Um, you listen. At least the musical. I went to not. public school <laughs> and I'm a little shady on the specifics. Uh, it tripped two circuit breakers, which diverted the power in order to protect the circuit. This caused 340,000 volts of electricity. Ooh. That sounds a lot. Like it sounds a lot, like right? it sounds like it could create a superhero. It sounds I, like you're. <gasps> it sounds like you're yes. prepping us for the like creation of the like a greatest character. Yeah. yeah, I wish it were. Uh, so it caused three hundred forty thousand volts of electricity to convert to a lower voltage for commercial use. A combination of a loose lock locking nut. Oh yeah, I know about those. And slow upgrade cycle. There's mm-hmm. medicine for that now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stop the breaker from closing and allowing oh. power to flow again. I'm supposed to say whoo right now. <laughs> I think like whoo, <laughs> like whoo. Yes. Um, but then a second and third lightning strike Uh-oh. caused even more problems. Almost an hour after the initial uh, tripped breakers, New York's largest power g- generator went down. The reason why this is such a famous yes. blackout was because... New York City was already on the verge of like a lot of political and emotional sort of uh, turmoil. Imagine at this time. it. Imagine it. I mean, there's serial killers everywhere. That's exactly right. Son of Sam, right? Had been Roman. Um, <laughs> Did you just say had been Roman? Had been Roman. Roman around the streets. Yeah, R O A M I N apostrophe. I love that you just said that. Well, <laughs> his dog told him to. Oh no, the dog was Son of Sam. Whatever. In any case, um, I re- yesterday I lost the word apostrophe in my head. Oh, that's I couldn't a, come yeah. up with the word apostrophe, and I was because in my head I was doing that thing where like I like I was cr- critiquing people who don't exist who don't use apostrophes yes. correctly because it absolutely drives me insane. Because all you have to do is when you write you when you write it's you yes. say it is and does it, it is make sense? Yes. It's like your and your yes, and it doesn't. No, it doesn't make sense. So I was having an argument with I don't with know, invisible people with invisible people, oh, and I, then I lost yeah. the word apostrophe, and it was really scary. You also lost that argument. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Um, okay, so son of Sam, this is the greatest night in New York City's history. I'm just imagine like it's like it went, but people went bananas. It's like yeah. I mean, could you imagine yeah. living in New York and looking out your window and it's black? It's like, but yeah. also the lightning. Well, the lightning. How exciting yeah, yeah, would that yeah. be? You know, so, you're just lighting up the serial killers running around. Roman? Right. Roman. They're Roman? Yeah. You can see him when he the was light. folksy. <laughs> he was. He was strumming <laughs> his piccolo. Wait, do you strum What? A, did you strum a piccolo? It's a wind instrument. <laughs> in fact, I think it was probably popular in 1976. Wait, am I getting a lot of things wrong? Apparently. <laughs> At least you know what an apostrophe is. You know what I was thinking, though? What's the little mini guitar? A leer? No, no, no. Liar? I never know if the, it's a The liar little liar. mini guitar that a lot of people Mandolin. that are hipsters like to play. Thank you. You. I was thinking ukulele, oh, but okay. I said piccolo. <laughs> but doesn't piccolo sound like it, you would strum it to anyone? I, I mean, I know what a piccolo is, so no. <laughs> Steve Martin right. plays the band. Let though, me right? know, anyone, if I... Okay, so it was sweltering hot, Yep. failing economy, son of Sam. Mm-hmm. Everyone's wearing white tank tops. 
Are you saying that because I'm wearing a white yes, tank top right now? Yes, you're really wearing I'm it wearing, that well. Uh, am I allowed to say Dago tee anymore? I'm wearing a Dago tee. Well, I always think of it as a wife beater. Wife beater. They're both offensive. So. They're both wrong. Yeah. That's why I said right. white tank top. <laughs> yeah, no, I am wearing a wife but, beater. But I also think people do say those things and, and yeah. we're not, we shouldn't, right? No, but I think the person who taught me Dago tee is half Italian. I don't know that one. Is that? Well, because Dago was like a s- slur for Italian. Yes, yes, yes. So it's like, you know. So I probably shouldn't be saying it over and over again. But um, <laughs> the more you say it, the less offensive it gets. Is that how it works with things I you're not supposed to say? it's more offensive than Chris Pratt being cast as Mario in the new. He is? It's a, it's, a, it's a cartoon. But yes. And people are outraged. Is it because he's white? And he Because he's not be, Italian. Yeah, I mean. And because he's famous and white. I mean. Is it because he's like an anti-vaxxer who. He is a weirdo weird Christian cult yeah, cult guy. But I don't think that's the problem. I think it's that he's not Italian. He might not be an anti-vaxxer. I don't know that. I mean, chances are. I don't know. You're right. That's not fair. Our babies were in the hospital at the same time. That's all I'm oh, saying. Oh, really? Yeah. We were all in the NICU together. Yeah. So here's the weird thing, though. It wasn't all bad news, believe mm. it or not. Legend has it. Because there was a lot of looting. Yes, in, in Roman and Luton. Roman and Luton. <laughs> Don't um, forget the apostrophes, folks. You can imagine with all the unrest, and it's sweltering summer day, and yes. now no one has air conditioning, and oh, anger. it's a nightmare. There was a lot of looting. Legend has it that the stealing of DJ equipment... <laughs> I was not expecting you to say that. ...from hi-fi stores... <laughs> I don't know that they really call them that. ...propelled DJ culture and hip-hop music in the city. Really? That is what I read. That's now, a really fun... And that would be awesome. And it would be a great... Piece of trivia. I mean, they've done Why can't movies. they make this a movie? Well, I was going to say, they have done movies on Son of Sam. I don't know if they've done a movie on... I want to see a movie yeah. where the storm is the opening scene. Yes. That propels DJ hip-hop culture. Yes. And remember you wanted it to be a superhero thing? Yeah. So someone could get... Superhero powers. Superheroed. They could get lightninged. DJ'd. DJ powers. Lightning DJ. Yeah, they can I like, mean, <laughs> like... Oh, that's the, how they solve crimes? Well, I didn't think of... But yeah. But electricity goes through their fingers... Into the into record. Into the record and makes they them able to scratch. Wicka, 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 wicka. Yes. <gasps> Wait, are we going to make this? Yes. You know, we should probably hook up with Spike Lee. You can't do this as a low-budget movie. So yeah, we need a big time... Yeah. Is he, Yeah. And we need like... A lot of... Ooh, let's get Michael B. Jordan. Is he too old? Yeah, it has to be like a 18-year-old or something. But he could be a, one of the stars. Yeah, he could be the, the the guy who's like, man, you can't do that with record. <laughs> That's disrespectful. That's, man, you can't do that. Let's... <laughs> We've almost got this written. <laughs> <laughs> we, we just need to map it out. Um... <laughs> I see something happening with his shoes, too. Like, the electricity hitting his shoes. And there's, like, uh-huh. I don't know what shoes were popular then. Reeboks? Did they have wings on them? Yes. <laughs> Those Nikes with wings? Is that a shoe? I think you're thinking of a of a sanitary napkin. <laughs> no, no, not those kind of wings. They're not called sanitary napkins, are they? <laughs> pads? Pads, yeah. Where? What year are you in? <laughs> you know, the ones with the clips that you put around your right, waist? <laughs> right, Isn't that what they used to do? Yes. Was that our mother's era or a, an era before that? Probably our mom's. I think it was like fabric and they had clips. Yeah, like belts. Sanitary belts. Sanitary belts. God. That's right. It's always been terrible to be a woman. Yeah. I mean, I'm, it's, 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 is it getting less terrible? Not really. Um, Maybe a little it's getting, 
worse in some ways, but it's yeah. definitely markedly better in lots of ways. Yeah, we have tampons. So here's um, another crazy one. Okay. This was Canada's geomagnetic storm. This happened March 13th, 1989. That's a day after my birthday. Oh, that's right. Yep. I don't remember it, though. I was probably um, too busy celebrating. On March 13th, 1989, the entire province of Quebec, Canada, suffered an electrical blackout uh, lasting 12 hours. And it was all thanks to the sun. Damn it. That's sun. Sometimes the sun emits billion-ton clouds of ionized gas, known as coronal mass ejection. Sometimes? Yeah, just whenever it feels it, it, like it. It's, it has an ejection? It has a what? Did you say ejection? Ejection, yeah. Okay, now I have to worry about the sun. Mm-hmm. I mean, I already am. Yeah, you already blocking up. Yeah. and covering myself with hats, but just all over your body. I'm always just covering. You're like a, a Bernadette Peters. A On bit. March 10th, we have a lot in common. 1989. We both play the piccolo. <laughs> she probably does. A coronal mass injection about the size of 36 Earths and equivalent to the energy of a thousand of thousands of nuclear bombs exploding at the same time escaped. Uh-oh. On the 12th, the gas cloud crashed against Earth's magnetosphere, whatever that is, and caused the northern lights to be seen as far south as Texas and Cuba, affecting 20... Oops. Sorry. Um, because of the celestial event, 6 million Quebec... Quebec That's my favorite word. We're thrust into darkness when the provinces, they have provinces there, provinces, power grid, lost power. Schools and businesses were forced to close during the 12 hour blackout, as well as the Montreal Metro and the Dorval Airport. But I just thought that was a crazy that's that it could be caused by the sun. The sun. It's like I'm also just trying to picture. It's like the sun just having a zit that pops. Like, is it just like shooting? Yeah, I don't really. It's like the sun gets all right. Like, oh, I gotta get rid of some of this, and then mm, I'm gonna cause a blackout in Quebec. Well, yeah, it's like um, a little shop of horrors. I mean, it wasn't a total eclipse of the sun, but it was something. All right, I'm not going to go over uh, all of these because you get the idea. But I will say that Hurricane Sandy, because that's, you know, we all are familiar with that one. In 2012 mm-hmm. was a massive hurricane that impacted 24 states. Wow. New York was the hardest hit with flooding streets and subway line closures. Some people even had to go without power for two weeks. Imagine that. And I did some, uh, I did a little, I read a little st- story about... That sounds quaint and it's not quaint at all. But I read a story about a city in Louisiana um, affected by Ida that we just had. Yeah. And because it wasn't a major city like New Orleans, yeah. um, they went without power for three weeks in some areas. And it was just crazy. People had, you know, it's just things I haven't had to go through. So I didn't realize like all the different ways it affects your life. Yeah. You, it's so costly because you have to buy a generator. Mm-hmm. You have to cook all the food in your refrigerator before it goes bad. Yeah. So they would have like cookouts in this neighborhood. Because you can't cook on your stove. You can't cook on your stove. Yeah. <clears throat> and also, I mean, just considering with a hurricane like Ida, when I was listening to NPR, because I'm a big dorky nerd. Right. A lot of those people's homes are also completely soaked. Yeah. So their carpets are molding. Right. Their beds are wet. That's, but that's, they also don't have anywhere else to go. Yeah. You're like you're sleeping in your carport. So you're just like in a moldy yes. situation. Oh, and it's 100 degrees. Yeah. And you don't have any air conditioning. Right. It, but it's too hot outside. Like it's just yeah. this. 
And, oh, oh, by the way, the hardest hit are people who are poor. Yes. Because they don't, ha- it's not like they're like, oh, well, I'll just go stay at my sister's right. house who has a four bedroom place with air conditioning over in Texas. So that was, and she's yeah. going to fly us over. Like it, right. they don't have the support system. Like, you know, many of us are lucky enough and privileged enough to. Right. Well, rely that, on. that's why I found the article so interesting because it was just like, again, things I don't think of like, oh yeah, they have to go get gas, but none of the gas stations have gas. But if they want to get anywhere, they need gas for their car. So yeah. one of the neighbors would go around and spend all day driving, obviously using gas, but he would spend all day mm-hmm. driving around finding any gas station that had any gas, bring wow. it back to give to his neighbors. Um, what a nice guy. He was really nice. It was a really lovely story and not to sound too Pollyanna, but like it was this sort of mixed neighborhood of white and black people. and They were all helping each other. It was yeah. very, it was very sweet and okay, but I'm going to help you because now I'm going to tell you how to survive a, power out good because this i don't want this to happen i really you know what i don't want it to happen to anyone because i'm feeling really bad for all of these people now no and i know and i'm sorry that i kind of brought the room down but no i know you're gonna bring it was sort you know it it is sort of a nice you know story of how people come together and help each other as well i agree oh oh what about this yes we change the year to 76 and tie in the bicentennial and the the picture on the movie poster is the coin from the bicentennial. Ooh. People love coins. And as movie posters. And 76. Okay, so we're probably dealing with gas shortages anyway. Yep. Is that 76 yes, or maybe a little line, later? No, no I, 76? Think, I think okay. Jimmy Carter. Yeah, Jimmy Ca- Carter and all. Yeah. Okay, I think this movie writes itself. This is it's better because we're not writing. <laughs> no, we're just pitching it for someone else. To, yeah, we're just the think tank. Yeah. We're, we are a think tank. Okay. How to survive a prolonged power outage or blackout. Ready. Approach appliances with caution. Whoa. Whoa. I'm going to introduce myself. <laughs> These are my pronouns. Use your full name. <laughs> Raise your hands. Yeah. Show show your oven you have nothing in your hands. You're not reaching for a gun. Look, nope. You're just... Okay. Um, use, uh, use gas to cook. So you can use gas. Gas will be on. If it is on. It it might not be on. Uh, Okay. So, write important information on paper. During an outage, your cell phone is your lifeline, and you'll likely want to keep it charged in case of an emergency. This kind of goes back to the other thing we were talking about, about no people's... No things. No people's phone numbers by heart, because, you know... Um, Because you can't depend on your phone indefinitely, write down phone numbers and addresses you might need, such as nearby hospital... A school that's providing supplies, the local library or storm shelter or other public places that may have power. In fact, these are places where you can recharge your electronics and contact loved ones. They usually set up, you know, if it's a big city. Yes. Um, like a power station, essentially, yes. where you're like, I can go there right. and recharge. Or during Sandy, didn't they... Um, didn't they set up like the... It was, was Sandy the one who also, that also affected Louisiana? Where they all went to the oh, the dome, the super dome, where, super when, dome. when yeah. Bush's wife was like, "This doesn't look." She she said that terrible thing. What did she? Do say? you remember this? No. So all of these people are inside. It's I think the super dome. Yes, that was that was the bad. That, it wasn't Sandy. It was the hurricane. You're was, right. I'm sorry. It's, I'm, it's, it's, um, I'm getting hurt. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll the we'll the name out. of the hurricane is really obvious, and I just can't think of it because my brain is. Um, I know. Mush. Garen will look it up for us. But um, she said, "I and I think I'm right about this. This is a lot nicer." 
than how a lot of these people were living before. Jesus Christ. Basically. It was along those, it, it's not verbatim, but it was along those lines. And I was like, Aren't there instances of like rape and stuff going on? It was ter- it was awful. I mean, yeah. people were just, it's in the Superdome. People were... Katrina. Katrina, God, right, thank, thank you. you. Um, it was a horror show. I mean, yeah. it was, people didn't have enough food. There was not sanitation. Yeah. They were just laying on the ground. Right. And... You know, there was, of course, the idea that this wouldn't be happening if these were white people. Of course. They would never yeah. allow it. It would right. never be the case. Right. Um, anyway, that's a fun but anecdote. Sometimes there are safe places you can go <clears throat> where you can do all those things. Uh, conserve your phone's battery life by switching the phone to a power saving setting, such as airplane mode or an iPhone or economy mode on. Uh, uh, sorry. On an iPhone, it's called airplane and on an android it's called economy poor android users they even even yeah. even their settings sound like shit economy I, it, it's you know economy is on an airplane it's weird I mean, to me when i hear that more people have androids like that's the more popular yeah because it, it's, are they less expensive probably they must be less expensive and also it's cool to say you have an android in your pocket i mean it is cool isn't it yeah um and think about it that way yeah when you make your way to a local shelter or library, it's a smart idea to take a power strip. So I thought that was really smart because oh. that's something you might not think of. But if you grab, we probably all have one in a drawer yes. or something. Um, this way, when you do find power, you can charge multiple devices that at is once a really or good share tip. the makeshift charging station with others. So yeah. I mean, you've already, okay, that's five more you've got. Have there. a power strip in your emergency backpack. Oh, that's a good idea. Right? Yeah. Because you're going to. In homes that have lost power but suffered little other damage, you can safely cook on a gas stove. Sorry, I read that a little early. But you'll probably need to light the burner with a match or lighter because the electronic ignition on a stove won't work. Okay. If the power is off and you have a gas. Um, <clears throat> sorry, <laughs> my papers are all out of order. I feel like uh, Evan Hansen. There's a scene where his. I have not seen Evan Hansen. You don't need to. Is it the movie version with Ben Platt? Yeah. I found my place, by the way. So, uh, if you have a gas gas grill, cooking with it is another option. Or if you, I don't know, never, you know what, fuck that sentence. If you were (laughs) able able to properly store your grill before the storm in a dry space, such as a garage, and notice no water damage to the grill or gas tank, it should be safe to use it to grill food. Oh, they're just talking about like an outdoor grill. Oh. Food in your refrigerator can maintain... Oh, this is important. Food in your refrigerator can maintain yes. a safe temperature below 40 degrees Fahrenheit for about four hours on average. Cook any perishables within this time period. Otherwise, toss these items. So you have four hours to cook your food. Yes. In fact, we had a blackout for a while. And of course, like I think it was last summer. And of course, you never know how long it's going to last. So we were Googling all this information. Um even after that four-hour window, food can spend an additional two hours above 40 degrees, Fahrenheit bef- Fahr- 40 degrees Fahrenheit before it becomes unsafe to cook. A full, freezer, a full freezer should stay cold for about 48 hours after the power is lost. A half-full freezer, freezer, Jesus, should stay cold about 24 hours. So it okay. depends on how full your freezer is. Mine's, packed. Mine's, mine's packed. totally packed, so it's going to last 48 hours. I like hours. food that can be put in the microwave. I am huge on Trader Joe's for dinner. Me too. Anything that you can cook but don't eat, you'll need to throw out after two hours because you'll have no way to keep it cool enough to prevent it from spoiling. You can always share with neighbors, which is what 
those people did in the neighborhood. Good to know. Lots of homeowners insurance policies will cover the replacement cost of spoiled food. Okay, well, I can't wait to fill out those forms. I know. So, <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, Good point. I think I'll just take that loss. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, if your house is flooded, always toss any food that may have come into contact with floodwaters. I think that's pretty much, uh, you know. Yeah, that's if, a given. If, if your grapes have been met with you, water. If, if your house is that flooded, you might have bigger issues going on. Yeah, you're probably not going to think about snack time. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> hey, my baby's floating away. I think Aww. I need to run after my toddler. Like, and not Like Moses. Yes. My um, baby Moses. Running... A generator improperly can kill you in as little as five minutes if the concentration of carbon monoxide is high enough. Great. And it happens. Great. An average of 60 to 70 people a year die from generator-associated carbon monoxide poisoning. So... You know, I just saw this the other day on an episode of The Great North. Do you know the show? It's it's a... The animated show? Yeah, it's from yeah, the... my friend Kevin Sesha writes on Okay, that. so... Yeah. It's this woman gets lost in the snow and she finds a warehouse and inside the warehouse there's a generator Mm -hmm. and she takes it outside Mm -hmm. before she turns it on. And I was like, oh, that must be for safety. Yes, that's exactly right. Carbon monoxide is colorless, odorless gas, so you won't even know you're inhaling it. No matter what, resist the urge to move a portable generator inside the house or garage. So yeah, keep it outside. That kind of stuff always worries me. It's almost like I'd rather not have a generator. Because well, I'm just like, I'm going to do it wrong and I'm going to kill all of us. Well, if you do it outside, you won't kill. All right, fine. I'll get two generators. <laughs> what do you mean? One generator to work the other generator? Just in case the first one fails. Oh, okay. You know, just have two. <laughs> <laughs> operated, operated generator as far from the house as possible. Um, consumer Reports recommends at least 20 feet and direct the exhaust away from the doors or windows. If you don't have a transfer switch installed, you can run an outdoor rated extension cord, cord uh, of the appropriate gauge from the generator's outlets to individual appliances, provided cords are properly rated and follow certain precautions. Okay, I don't understand any of that, but I'm sure if you have a generator... Oh, here's what it tells you to do if you don't have a generator. Okay. Unplug your appliances, but okay. first approach them with caution. Hey, so listen, my name's Chris. Hey, guys. My hands are up, but I am going to touch you. Yeah. I don't... This is not an insult. I don't mean this negatively, but you're not working right now. So I'm going to have to... It's not going to hurt. No, it's not a sexual touch. I'm just going to... This is just a... Uh, you have slots, and I have hands. <laughs> I have slots. But it's I'm not, not going to put any of my hands in your slots. I'm just going to remove the cord. Well, this is for your safety, too. This includes anything with uh, electrical circuitry from your microwave to your refrigerator to your television. So okay. that's smart to remember all those things. Unplug all of it. Yeah. With caution. Can you, you know what would be good? <laughs> yeah. Wear an oven mitt, maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah. So unplug everything. You In case there's a... Spark. In case you get like a jolt. Yeah. When power lines are damaged during storms, there can be a spike or surge in the line. Unplugging your appliances can prevent damage to those appliances from a power surge when the utility company restores power. This is a good one. Check on nearby neighbors. If your family and home are safe and sound, communicate with neighbors and family members to let them know. Check to see if elderly neighbors are able to navigate when lights aren't on or if they might want your uh, want or need your help. Okay. Maybe you can invite them over. Device mm. system. 
Let's back I said up a maybe. little. Let's back up. I, I'm I'm game to check on them, but inviting them over is a little. It's a lot. It's kind of. It's a lot. Yeah. I mean, I'm we sorry. Have, we invite you over, but all of our appliances are unplugged. Yeah. And our food's about to spoil. So. And it makes their slots feel weird. Yeah. It makes my slots feel weird. Devise a system to up- update everyone if necessary. So I okay. thought that was good. That's good. Yeah. Actually, when we had our blackout last summer. Was um, it from the heat? Like a rolling? I guess it was from the heat. Yeah. Was and it a planned? Like one of those rolling blackouts? No, it wasn't or was just planned. like, surprise, blackout. It, yeah, it was just in our neighborhood and it was sort of okay. like street by street. And it was during the thick of the quarantine. So it was kind of like, <gasps> okay, we can't go anywhere. Extra surprise. So we have to stay here. It wasn't dangerous or anything. It was mm-hmm. just like, what do we do? So we did talk to our neighbors. Um, did you invite them over? No, because we didn't have anything better or different oh, than and they it had. Was, it was COVID times, too. Yeah, exactly. So, so you're like, we wouldn't have. Sorry we yeah. didn't invite you in, but you might have a deadly virus. That's right. Devise a system to update everyone if necessary. If there seems to be no end in sight to the power added outage, the Federal Emergency Management Agency, also known as FEMA, recommends seeking out an alternate, an alternate location with power and heating or cooling. Oh, thanks. Assuming you're able to drive uh, safely on the roads. Take your go bag. Yes. Uh, or a medical go bag and any other supplies you might need, which we now know includes a power strip. Yeah. Let your neighbors and family know where you plan to go. So that's smart. This is like things you might not think of. Like, oh, I should probably tell people that I'm going to Aunt Sally's. Yes. And um, But you're right. Not in everyone, Vermont. <clears throat> not everyone has that option. No, a lot of people don't have an Aunt Sally in Vermont. I mean, I no, don't. I don't. I don't have an aunt. You don't have an aunt at all? Mm, my mom is an only child. Mm-hmm. My dad had a sister who was much older than him. Mm-hmm. So she is gone, but she's never really an aunt because she was so much older. Okay. And then my dad's brother, who has also passed on, and was divorced. She's my aunt. Okay. She is my aunt by marriage. So but, yes, I have a, I have Aunt Marie. Okay. But she doesn't live in Vermont. Oh, uh, do you think she might consider it? Mm. Okay. Too old to move at this point. Yeah. I have. I'm. I'm like flush with aunts. Okay. So if you need one, okay, I'm yeah. happy to pass one to you or share. I come from a long line of dead people, Chris, so I don't really have a lot of relatives. Okay. Well, I have a lot, but I'm yeah. not sure how you'd feel about yeah. them. They might be a little out of my comfort zone. Maybe. They're okay. often out of my comfort zone. <laughs> so, sure. um, you know, we can talk later okay. off off all the right. podcast and I'll I'll pitch some ants to you. Okay. And you can maybe just say, you know what? I'll take this That'd one. That'd be nice. Okay. Great. That'd be really nice. So anyway, that is what to do in a blackout. And when we come back, we're going to talk about living in one's shadow. I mean... See the connection there? I see it. I've learned a lot. I'm really excited about meeting our guest. And I'm also excited for the blackout I'm going to be in because now I know what to do. Oh, okay. Maybe you can cause one. Just take a scissors to all your, you know, wires. Oh, I'm going to do that for sure. For sure. For sure. All right. Thanks, Danielle. I can't wait to see you. Bye. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back. You're listening to How to Survive with Danielle, and I'm Christine. If you're just tuning in, this is a podcast about They're surviving. Just be tuning in? I don't know. Maybe start they the just... podcast in the middle of the show. Wait, this isn't live radio? No. <laughs> oh, is that why you bought the horn? Yeah. You I thought you were going to make like morning radio noises with a horn? That's the horn and the piccolo ah. in the corner. That's what those are for. And what is a piccolo again, Chris? It's not a wind instrument. It is oh, it a is. wind <laughs> instrument. Wait, Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, okay. This next segment is about how to survive living in someone's shadow. And right. Danielle, do you want to bring our... Guesting? Yes. I will just first of all say that I obviously have experience with this on many fronts. As, you? Yeah. I can't even imagine that. Well, my dad was a television actor. My brother was a television actor when I was in junior high. Yeah, but you were in the craft. I was an extra in the craft. Thank you very much. You, as, did, you didn't have any lines? No, I was whispering girl, meaning I had lines, but... They were never on. You couldn't hear them on the whispering screen. girl sounds like a pivotal. That is character. my credit, though. And every October <laughs> I get about four dollars. So I'm not complaining. And my husband is a successful comedian and podcaster. So, yes, I understand what living in one in someone's shadow is. But someone who also knows what that's like is our guest, Jane Edith Wilson, who's one of my favorite people. Oh, Hi, Jane. Feeling is mutual. Hi. <laughs> Jane is a uh, very funny actress. You have seen her on Curb Your Enthusiasm and just about a million other things, commercials and television. And um, So, first of all, welcome. Thank you. It's nice to be here. It's nice to see <laughs> you. So, whose shadow are you? Have you been getting some shade in? Well, when I was growing up, <laughs> my shady, the shady person in my life when I was growing up. No, it's so funny because I love her. I mean, we're, it's not like, I feel very, very lucky because I have a brother and I have a sister and my older sister, Carrie. Yes. She's 18 months older than me. Okay. She was a genius. She is a genius. Right. She's very, very, very A real genius. A real she genius. She, and she's a genius at a bunch of things. Ew. Oh, bad. Yeah. Boo. Oh, so it'd be hard. one thing if she was just like science smart, which she was, you know, and <laughs> is, and is. She has a doctorate in architecture from UMish. And, um, what does she, she do for a living now? She, um, she's one of those people where she wanted to, she could go back and teach. She was teaching at UMish for a while. She's somebody who like will travel the world delivering papers. She's that kind of person. Oh, like the academic papers mm-hmm. that yes. she just oh, came I thought up you with. meant she had like a really big paper route. Yes, <laughs> like, like traveling yes, the world delivering papers. That's what papers. it's come to. She I just was like, delivers. she's that smart. She's she delivering. She throws them at okay. people's doors. It's very strange. Um, <laughs> on the back of a pickup truck. So that's so she's an academic. Um, she is okay. And she's very, but she's also like when she's not doing that, she might just be winning a major painting award. Seriously? Um, yeah, she's like amazing. What? She's really amazing. Okay, now I've, I I know your brother very well, and he's a sweetie pie. Yeah, he's and a, he's super smart too. Yeah, There's and no he's view. super smart too. Yeah. But you're also super smart. But you're saying she's an accomplished, like, in so many different yes. ways. And when we were children, you know, I have ADHD. And in the okay. 70s, there was no. You were a spaz. No. Yeah, I was just they put yeah, you that's in what like they the, called the, it. That's, that's exactly like where yeah. they put you in the, mm-hmm. the special 
ed right. class. That's exactly what they did to me. And no, absolutely. You, were you there. really were in a special ed I was yes. in, they called it remedial. Yeah. At the end of fourth grade, they gave me a test to see it, it in, in Milwaukee. This is where we were in school then because we grew, we moved constantly, but we, we were in Milwaukee then. And at the end of fourth grade, they test you and they see if you're going to go on this track called essay, which is special ability. Okay. Which, of course, Carrie, my sister was on. Yeah. Of course, no problem. But um, I don't even remember really taking the... T- I mean, I remember my parents getting furious with me when the results came out. They were like, do you even remember taking that test? Chances are I spaced off and made a design on the paper. Like, oh. I could have done something like that because I hated taking any kind of test. Mm-hmm. I was saying, how could they be mad at you for not doing well on the test? But you're saying... I like, probably did do something were- stupid, okay. right? So then I found myself at the beginning of fifth grade in a classroom full of kids that could like not write their names that were called special in a different way yes and i was like worse names probably and in some ways it's weird because it shaped me in some ways i still think of as very positive well you're funny well yeah it's like that idea did you have a happy childhood or are you funny right Right? exactly yeah for sure and and i figured out very quickly i could collect my homework at the beginning of the week pretend i was sick on tuesday wednesday and thursday and then show back up with all my homework (laughs) And I got, and I almost didn't pass into sixth grade because of my attendance. But okay. I had straight A's. Wait a second, your that, parents let you stay home three days a week every week? This was in the I call it the abyss, where like they had kind of just given up on me. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> they were just like, my. It's not like my mom paid attention to me. It was like, enjoy yourself up there in the sunroom watching television and make yourself meals. And I'm just done with you. Are you serious? I'm not it's <laughs> so funny because you're just like this. Jane, in addition to being hysterical and a and a great actress, is also like the most competent person I know. She is constantly organizing for different causes and political things. So it's so funny to me that anyone ever would ever like I wash my hands of Jane. Like, oh yeah, they were done with me. It was also a different time, though. I mean, it's funny that you say that, Jane. Um, I did something very similar in which I sort of div- I realized I could miss so much school but still get really good grades, and I would miss. Like, I was like, I can go to school three days a week mm-hmm. and still get straight A's. It sounds like you had your own life going on within the house. Oh, yeah. I made my, that's how I taught myself how to cook. I was a really good cook. Right. And um, I taught myself how to cook. And I mean, she was like, and then I remember like the teacher, the, the fifth grade teacher, because, you know, if you were remedial, truly remedial, you'd figure out pretty pretty quick that she wasn't a very nice teacher and that she was really kind of cruel and uh, she could see in my eyes that there was something more than me just being remedial and she didn't care for me at all she kept calling me a bad citizen she was like well jane's a bad citizen <laughs> and teachers so, were mean back then yeah Jeez. and then she told my parents i was a bad citizen bad and citizen. they're like we've given up on jane we don't care yeah they were like yeah of course you know like i remember one time i got accused of <laughs> so crazy it still rings in my memory I got te- accused of she had this like book checkout thing like her own little personal library yeah and lots of them were comic books and i remember i got accused of stealing this miss peach do you remember that comic miss peach i got no. accused of stealing a miss peach book and i was like i swear to god i didn't steal that book and they tore my flipping room apart oh they my tore god it apart, like you you liar you bad citizen and everything and i was oh like what when did they, why are you bad citizen you can't even vote like yeah your child yeah now they she's were, the best citizen so it's ironic but it's yeah really i was really did, i really was it's kind of a miracle like i waited until way into my teen years to become a drug addict and alcoholic. I should have been like that one in fifth grade. I know that's why it's funny. It's funny that they're like tearing your room apart for a comic book. Oh, yeah. And then it showed up. Suddenly it magically showed up. Some other kid brought it back. And oh. I was like, where's my Some kid just kept it out like, for too long. But seriously, they couldn't tell that you weren't supposed to be in that class? They were like, 
there, they, well, you have to understand that there was years of me, there was something like I couldn't settle down. I was mm. always in trouble. Oh, you couldn't focus. Because I was ADHD. Yeah, and my yeah. sister was a good citizen. Mm-hmm. Like, and not only a good citizen, but she was golden. She was golden. Like, she didn't just do good in her grades. Okay, like, do you guys remember there was this literary magazine for children called Cricket Magazine? Yeah. Doctor's office kind of magazine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, like highlights in that yeah. vein. Yeah. Oh, but it's thick. But, yes. Right? And we, deeper. We had them. Yeah. We had them in our house. Yeah. And it was for intellectual children, oh, right? Was? Yeah. Okay. You well, were no, an intellectual child, Danielle. I, trust Surprise. me, I remember the Mad Magazine much better than the Cricket. <laughs> Oh my we god! We weren't even allowed to get that. I had to wait for it to come to the school library, and my, they and let Mad Magazine at the school library. I, I, we, you'd have to get on a list for who got to read it. Oh god! I well, I gotta tell you, Mad Magazine was my life. I, Me too. I, I don't feel like I grew up spoiled, but the one thing I think that my mom did that was other people might find indulgent was. My brother and I each got our own copy of Mad Magazine oh so that God. we could do the fold in. The fold in? Oh. And that, the I think even at the time I was like, wow, that's really nice. Cricket Magazine, Lloyd Alexander, who is a very famous like children's author, okay. had a short story that you could finish it. And whoever finished oh. the short story, he judged it. Oh. Whoa. Uh, would win the pr- big prize. Okay. Did he so, write Lyle Lyle Crocodile? I can't remember what he wrote. Okay. Because remember, I wasn't really into books, except for if they were joke books. So yes. But, um, that, that just popped into my head. I could be totally wrong. But uh, They're oh. making a movie of that, by the yeah. way. They are? Yeah. I love that book. I did. Too. I mean, except apparently I don't know who the author is. I don't either. And I've read it to my son 25,000 times. Yeah. Right. I can I can guarantee you Lloyd Alexander probably wrote books that were a little more highbrow? mystical and highbrow okay. for children. Yeah. Okay. So, um Carrie won, of course. Lloyd Alexander flew into Milwaukee and took her out for lunch. Okay, like that's the kind of shit that. And you're like, I'll just be here folding this back of this magazine. I'll be sitting here reading jokes, jokes, and more jokes. Hundred and one jokes, puns, puns, and more puns. Yeah, that was my thing. When we go to the library, I think I used to talk about this in my act about how we'd get to the checkout, and my mother would be, my mother would be like, God damn it, Jane. She goes, jokes, jokes, and more jokes, puns, the hodgepodge book. What is wrong with you? Go get a real book. And then she, as I was going back, she going, "Don't you get a horse book?" Because that's oh, what. Because that's books remember horse books. No, but because she knew I didn't even read them, oh, I would just look. That at was horses. my joke, and I liked it. I would look at the horse picture on the cover. This is my ex thinks this is the cutest and funniest thing ever because yeah. the horses are peeking in. They're like this. <laughs> <laughs> Stormy and misty, they're like Ooh, peeking in. They're all sneaky. Um, <laughs> that's like one of my one of my proudest moments is when my children pick out a joke book. I'm I was like, gonna say, oh, yeah, you're mine. Yeah, Oliver, yeah. in yeah. grade school, Oliver regularly checked out joke books from the library from the school library. I had no problem with it, and we would read them, and then it became ironic. Like we're reading them because they're so bad. Mm-hmm. They really were bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was. Yeah, that was up up his alley and up your kid's alley, too. Let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. When this is happening in your family, (laughs) this awful situation for you, how is your sister and how is your relationship? Is she she must be aware that she's there's a differential. And is she kind to you? Do you guys have a good relationship? Is she she was a little ivory tower? I just have to say it because I was always in trouble. I would always getting up to shenanigans, (laughs) always in trouble. Mm. You know, we could get spanked. My dad was one of those dads, mm. you know. So it was a different my, time period. Yeah, and my and my especially me and my brother. I have a younger brother, and we were and then we were just up to hijinks all the time. Yeah, you two were, were very, and are very tight. Yes, right. Okay. And our thing was, you know, we did that thing with. There's a three kid dynamic mm. where we were like, 
did Carrie let you in her room? Yeah, I'm getting to go into Carrie's room later. You know, like okay. <laughs> we were just like very competitive to be in Carrie's room. Okay. Oh, it was a special magical place that you get to yes. go. And then at a certain point, we were like, "F that!" You know, yeah. we're going to go up, get up to shenanigans. But my my sister was embarrassed of me. She was, she really was. And my parents did something that was kind of boneheaded. They like let her be embarrassed of me. Like okay. at a certain point. They didn't, I mean, they this let might the, be painful they, they for let her. The competition, they let the competition exist. Well, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. my sister was like, because I didn't just walk to school. I would like be jumping about, singing songs, <laughs> telling jokes, <laughs> you know, like losing my mind. And my sister I was like, so can I walk across the street from her and pretend <gasps> she's not my sister? <laughs> and, I, and my parents were like, yes, please. Oh, just go my. ahead. Go right ahead. Yeah. And then when my brother got old enough to be walking with me, he would never abandon me. Yeah. And we'd right. just get up to hijinks together. Sweetheart. Right. What were these hijinks? I'm so curious. Oh, you know, like... I think we went through a period where we were trying to get candy out of people. So we'd just show up at their doorstep and say, hey, well, look at we picked a flower for we do. Do you have some candy hanging out? You know, and like, and like, That's like, like such cute kid yeah. stuff. I love and it. it. You're like a little rascal. Yeah. We figure out where old people lived and we're like, old people give us candy. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then also, here's the weird, crazy thing. I'll, t- I'll get to that in a second. But um because um, they retested me at the end of the year. And guess what they did? Put me in SA the next year. What's SA? Special the ability. Smart, smart, I went right uh, past, I sailed yeah. right past. See, I, that's what I was wondering. I'm like, at what point do they realize, and I understand it's a different time and there weren't ADHD medicine and there weren't diagnoses and, and I get that. But at some point they've got to notice, you're not the kid who can't write your name. You're not that kid. So here's the crazy thing that happened is... You get marked in your family as being the family dummy. Mm. And and it's like a culture in a family sometimes, right? Yeah. Like, yes. I was just like, that's Jane. She's dummy. Duh. Oh, look at Jane reading a book. Yes. Like, they go, oh, look at Jane. <laughs> oh, dumb, dumb. Look at her. And by the time I read like, a book. I hear one more goddamn knock-knock joke. Yeah. <laughs> by the time I was in high school, I had turned it around, and I was reading novel after novel. I, uh, yeah. But my dad would, like, see me with the newspaper and go, oh, look at little numbnut reading the newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh! I mean, yeah. my dad like jokes about me being stupid. I mean, we 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 still have a giggle about it to this day. But like, I had oh, this is going to sound so Dickensian. I had red measles when I was five, and you this is before what? they red measles. What oh the wow, fuck red measles, this Jane. Is, it's like a kind of measles you could get before they had vaccines. Get vaccinated, but um, <laughs> and I almost died from it. Oh, and, oh my god! But I kind of grew up in like you know, like we don't go to hospitals or doctors in my family. I mean, like if you're sick, just get over it. You know, it was kind of oh. the attitude. That, so I mean, it wasn't this, like a religious thing. It was no, just it was just like, like, like it was the late '60s, and you're a pain in the butt. And you oh, know, okay. my dad's a workaholic and all this stuff. So, I remember losing a few days. I had such a high fever, and they Jeez. threw me oh into god. like a tub with oh, ice in oh it. God. Anyway, oh and all this stuff. And then finally, they did take me to the hospital. But for years afterwards. I'm just gonna. This is so Midwestern Gothic dark. When they would talk about me almost dying from red measles, my oh. dad would point to me and go, <laughs> "Cooked your brain." <laughs> Brain. And I'd be like, no, I did it. Like I was like constantly like fighting against the idea of me being the dummy. Like it's not but like I he... signed on to it. Yeah. I was like, that's not right. But you was know? he being funny? Yeah. Well, but kind of funny, but also kind of like that's like... the excuse. Like why she's so dumb, you oh know? And, I, and <laughs> this is all. Yeah, this all sounds very Midwestern. So, yeah, but Midwestern people are very funny in just a very kind of like dark mean way yeah i, like, I do think that yeah. yeah she had measles that cooked her brain that's why she's dumb yeah you know and i'd be like right by his side going ah, no it's not true <laughs> you know like i never gave into it i never went yeah i guess i'm good dumb. i was like yeah. no it's not right you know <laughs> and, and your sister did not have your back 
she didn't have my back, but my sister would never. If somebody said to her, "Your sister's a real spaz or an idiot or something," yeah. she would be. She'd stick up for me. She'd and be also, that girl across the street. She's just okay. Yeah, she's all right. I'm not walking with her, right. but you know, yeah, I'm not going to yeah, beat yeah. her up or nothing. <laughs> I wouldn't co-sign you beating her up or anything like that. Yes. Yeah, so anyway, that that's what was going down is. When they had a genius child, it was like, holy shit, it's all going our way. The epitome of like what we, they were striving for. Like, oh, you'd hear about it. Like my yeah. sister, I think when she was like one years old, they were behind some truck that all it said on the back of the truck was milk. There was no bottles of milk showing or anything. And my sister went, milk, you know, and they yeah. were like, no, she, yeah. she knows a word. Like, you know, what? I, I mean, trust me, this is all. And me, like. I mean, from the second I could toddle, was always in trouble. Always yeah, in trouble. Always so like wild. Yeah, and like my brother thought that side of me was really funny and kind of wild and fun. Like, I'll give an example. In second grade, I had a teacher. She was kind of over me too because I was my problem, my behavior problems. But like, I was running around the room telling jokes and being silly, and she was like, "You glue yourself to that chair, young lady." So I took a whole bunch no. of paste and stuck yes. it on my butt. Oh, sat in the chair my God. and then I walked around with the chair sticking off my butt going I glued myself to my chair you know like I was <laughs> oh, just like oh my God. Did she yes that's genius and my it. teacher was like if you're going to act like a kindergartner you're going to go sit with the kindergartners and it was my brother's class I had oh to go s- no and then like they lined me and these other two like it was all boys I was mm-hmm. always the only girl in trouble me and all the bad boys oh, yeah. went lining on in there and my brother was like you know like <laughs> what's going on and they were like she, these kids act like kindergartners, so they're going to come and sit with the kindergartners for the rest of the oh. day. And then Miss um, Lamar, who is the sweetest woman, who is his kindergarten teacher, was like, could you please, I, they wanted this to be a cautionary tale, please come up and tell us what you did. You know, and then this one kid named James, who was like, I just was in love with him and because he was such a bad boy. And uh, he was like... I, you know, knocked over this and I did that. I lit this on fire and everything. And they were like, oh, you know, everybody was like, oh. And then I was like, um, teacher told me to glue myself to my chair. <laughs> so I glued the chair to my butt. And everybody was like, whoa, of course. She did not think that through. No, yeah. No. yeah. She, she also probably kickstarted your um, comedy, comedy career. career. Yeah. yeah, Because you were like, I just got the best laughs. And, yeah. Tim, and that felt great. My Tim brother was probably like, yes. was like the hero of the class because oh, he has the coolest sister. Yeah, he was like, that's my sister. Yeah. She's great. Oh you know. God. So what else did your sister do that uh, was... She won science award. <laughs> She's, she, she won math award. She Art. She was an amazing artist. Like, amazing. In fact, anytime there was any kind of contest for a poster for the school, uh, you know... <laughs> I think for the entire school district of Milwaukee, she had this like thing <laughs> oh that was supposed to be about togetherness and, you know, you know, integration and all this stuff. Because that was on the yeah. docket in 1976 was, right. you know, and I remember bicentennial. she made, <laughs> yes, and the bicentennial yeah. where we, oh my God, we had to, we had to wear red, white and blue clothes in our, in our um, pictures that year. Um, but yeah, like, uh, so I remember I did something so dumb because I was terrible artist. I'm still a terrible artist. Like I'm, I can't even draw like the most basic shit, right? I can't um, either. Yeah, like my mom and my my brother could draw. My mom can draw. Yeah, I can't draw at all. I can copy something, but that's it. Yeah. Like yeah, when people like it, it, a cat, like a little cat head. I oh, can't, I can't do, that. do that. If you asked me to draw a bicycle, my head would explode. Yeah. <laughs> I like I don't. I mean, I I can't draw something if I don't if I don't look at it. I don't understand how things. Look, <laughs> I don't either. I can't. I and, can't and do when it. People draw things in perspective. My mind is completely. Oh my blown god! By that. I yeah. know. I don't understand it at all. And Carrie was good at like, not just like paintings, but sculptures. Like she could do everything. <laughs> oh my god! Like when, but by, by the time we were in high school, she was so good at throwing pot. Like would they send us to pottery class? Oh, come on. 
Oh, she and could throw I, pottery. She could throw on a spinning wheel. They they had to like get special <laughs> items for her because she could spin porcelain. Like, and she could, like she could, she was so like Jesus. Yeah, I mean, so I remember I stole from her elements of the sculpture she did in sixth grade about togetherness and integration, and I tried to like pawn them off in my art class and like fourth grade like wait you mean you stole like actual picture ideas well what happened was you know the the contest was over with and it was just sitting around her room and i would stare at all these little figurines that she'd made and all these mm -hmm. beautiful letters that she of course had made in a kiln you know like she'd like (laughs) made these little characters and then she'd fired them up and they were all (laughs) shiny and beautiful so like there was something I was supposed to turn in for my art class in for, at the end of fourth grade, and I couldn't get it done. So I like stole all these little creatures from her yeah. like oh display, God. and I was like, "Look what I made!" <laughs> and like, did it and the work? teacher, no, the teacher immediately oh. was like, did "Of course, your, you did didn't your, do this. Did your sister make this, Jane?" Oh. And I was like, "Yes, she did." Well, you because know? it won a contest, maybe do something a little more low key next time. I know, yeah. but every single year, what started to happen was starting in third grade, um, and this happened for years and years and years. Whenever a teacher would go, are you Carrie Wilson's little oh, sister? No. Oh. I would go, I, I would just set them straight right away. I would go, <laughs> yes, I am, but this is not going to go the same way. Like, I would just say, like, <laughs> like, this is really, don't get your expectations yeah. up because it's going to really go Talk south. To my second and it's going to go south fast. Right? <laughs> oh my God, that's hysterical. Did you go to school with your oh, brothers? Oh my God, yes. And I got called into the principal's office. It, it might have been because I was already in trouble for something like uh-huh. I had got caught with like I got caught with cigarettes, I think, or something. Yeah. In, you know, like ninth grade. And oh, wow. cool. I got called. I was <laughs> I know. She's, oh, she's a I was really cool. She's had a life. And I got called in the principal's, principal's office and he asked me if I was planning on graduating from high school. <sighs> and I was like, yeah. And he laughed <gasps> and said, let me ask you a question. Did either of your brothers graduate from high school? And I said, Nope. Oh, wow. And he was like, well, what makes you think that you're going to graduate? Oh, my God. And I was just like, uh, yeah, uh, like it was so awful. Like now as an adult thinking back that like, wow, he thought that was okay. And also it's like you were in their shadow in a different way. Yeah. Like you were. Yeah. Like every teacher knew who I was because of my last name. Uh, and sort of was already primed to... So your brothers were bad boys? They're very bad boys. So yeah. they were already primed to, like, just not expect anything from me. Oh, my God. That so was that was... Awful. It was... But I did graduate. <laughs> so Guys, there. So here I am. You're a high school graduate. Yeah. I know you're... I did it. I graduated high wow. school. Wow. Wow. I'll tell you when the tide really turned with my sister. It had never even crossed my mind to be an actor. Never. Like ever, I was 15 years old. I wasn't one of those people that was like, you know, I'm going to put on a show with a bunch of costumes. Yeah. I was never that. Ch- Although, weirdly enough, because of SNL and yeah. others and Carol Burnett, yeah. I like to do sketches, but just like not for show business, just to amuse right. people. Yeah. Like I would bring sketches with me to every family reunion and we I was never permitted to perform them. <laughs> like, it was like Stop it, I would bring scripts. Oh. I remember one time. Wait, but you kept doing it even though you were never allowed to do it. I love Did that. You, like, like make mimeographs of them or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or um, one time I hand wrote out like four different God. scripts. Oh like, my god! And I thought I was gonna get my cousins on board and all this stuff. One time, oh my god, I got in so much trouble because we went up to my grandma's in Minnesota, 
and I had made a sketch that had fake snow in it, and my entire suitcase was nothing but fake snow. Oh my god! I did not bring clothes with me. Like, and then <laughs> I got yeah, and yeah. I got so excited to do my sketch about, and it involved fake snow, and and I was sitting there going, when 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 do you want the sketch done? When do you want the sketch done? And I kept forgetting to go to the bathroom, and I wet my pants, Aww. and then I did not have a change of clothes because my suitcase had nothing but fake snow. <laughs> <laughs> I got so much that trouble. That is an O'Henry story. My Except mother, you're both part. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I remember my mother just like, it was like it was like um she discovered a monster was her child. Like she was just like, did you just wet your pants? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, why don't you just go in the bathroom and change? I'm like, I can't. Oh, she was like, what is in your suitcase? I'm like, fake snow. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Jane was born in the wrong time period yeah. because if that was yes. happening now. The whole event would be scheduled around this yes. child's play. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, cut to 15 years old. I'm, my sister's auditioning for plays all the time. And she wants moral support. Come with me and just tell me that you, I'm good. Because yeah. I, mean, I get so nervous. I get so shaky when I go up there. Because mm-hmm. the way that the, our high school drama co- guy did it was you'd pick the scene you wanted to do. You'd pick somebody to do it with you. Uh-huh. And then you'd stand there and, do, and read it. And um, there was this play by Jules Pfeiffer called Crawling Arnold that was really super duper funny. And my and, and this is the senior directed 1X. My sister was a senior then and I was a sophomore. And she really wanted to be in that one act. So she she auditioned to play this daffy mom. And um, and she, you know, it was she did OK. It wasn't that great or anything. And then she goes, I'm going to go back um, and do another one of the one acts from somebody else after dinner. So we went and took the dinner break, okay. and she had the script from Crawling Arnold with her. Uh oh! And I was like, and I was like, you didn't read that funny at all. Like I was being really like, uh-huh. you know, you didn't make that funny at all. And she goes, okay, Smarty Pants, how would you do it? And so I started reading the lines, and she goes, Jane, it really is funny. You should. When we go back, I'm going to sign you up, and you read from the mom from Car- Crawling Arnold. You know, uh, I went down there and I started doing this crazy mom from this Jules Pfeiffer thing. Yes. And Hank had this thing where you knew you'd hit pay dirt when he would like laugh like a hyena. He, uh-huh. he was like, <laughs> you know, like that. Like, he was like, funny, funny. Oh, my God. Funny. When I got done. And then like all these seniors were looking at me like, what the fuck? You know, you're so quiet. Sort of a Leroy from fame sort of moment. <laughs> Absolutely. Except that your sister was encouraging you and yeah. not Which mad. Which is really sweet. Yeah. yeah. It's really sweet. Actually. And then I got cast in it. That and is then, fantastic. Yeah. And then I just had a blast doing that. And then I was like, So yeah. I would say that the way you survived being in someone's shadow was just kind of to find your own thing. Yeah. And not try to do what your sister was doing. Right. It, that would have been a fool's errand. Right. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, because she was somebody who, yeah, she was a National Merit Scholar. She was straight A's. She right. was like, and it was kind of effortless for her. She tested really well. Right. And, you know, and I, by the time I was in high school, because we're in the middle of a university town, I mean, I think out of my graduating class of like 400 and something kids, I think there was 32 National Merit Scholars, wow. that which is kind of unheard of. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, right? It's, it was really crazy. So finding your own path. Yeah, yeah. I did the opposite, of course. I was trying to be an actor, too, when my brother was on a, you know, primetime <laughs> network sitcom. Yeah. And people would be like, come to school and be like, how's your brother? And I, my big retort was, fine, how's your brother? <laughs> um, but Jane, thank you so much for being our guest. Thank this you, was Jane. so fascinating. That was really it's, it's fun. It's hysterical to see this other side or to hear about this other side of you because 
you're such an accomplished person that I admire. So it's funny that you were just like this little troublemaker. But, and a wonderful but, storyteller. Oh, yes. you guys are so nice. Thank you. And you know what? I loved hearing your stories too. And also... Um, you know, I, I, I was nervous on my ride over here because I like, you know, it's I, I feel really blessed and lucky. I want to just kind of close by saying this, that, you know, there's a lot of people that get to be adults and they have very complicated relationships with their siblings. Yeah. And we're we really are in each other's corners now. Like we really oh, care about each so other. and We're nice. there for each other. And I was I was reflecting on that when I was driving along about how we would never abandon each other. Oh, and I feel, you know what I mean? I feel that's really lovely. And we are very, three very different personalities. Yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to say I that. love that. That's great. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all for listening. Yeah. Thanks so much. Well, next time we'll, we'll, we'll get our heads straight about what year it is mm-hmm. and, yeah, and we'll what have instruments. The, we'll have the bicentennial, right? I'll know yeah. more about piccolos. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to really be so much to know talking us. about piccolos a lot. And thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. See you next time. Bye. Hey, everybody. We'd love to hear from you on the social media at pod, how to survive on Twitter and Instagram. And also you can send us an email podcast how to survive at gmail.com we'd love to hear your survival stories or just say hello all right talk to you later